Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. And welcome to the show. Uh, wow, I'm fired up today, guys. I got to tell you, I am a little fussy. I'm uh, fussy about the continued insurrection occurring in the United States. And it is uh, an insurrection that began on January 6, 2021, and uh, has continued to this day. And it's an insurrection against the sitting president of the United States, Donald Trump, who is now uh, you know sitting on the sidelines because of election fraud and other such things, and because of the insurrection that occurred. What? Yes, the insurrection. Meanwhile, we have the insurrection continuing on, and it's now expanded to Colorado, where the court system in Colorado, to my mind, is arguably participating in insurrection. So I'm going to blow this up. I want to go into this, and I'm going to tell you right now that I'm going to stretch this a little bit, right? I th- I'm going to argue to you that you know, maybe the uh, Colorado Supreme Court has participated in an insurrection by their own definition. Now, I understand that's going to be a bit of a stretch, and I understand that uh, my legally-minded friends and uh, other fellow attorneys may argue with me and say, yeah, that's a bit of a stretch. But I'm going to also tell you this. While I acknowledge that under any normal circumstances, this is an absolute stretch, we're not living in normal circumstances. We're living in a situation where the courts, in many cases, seem to be doing cartwheels and backflips to do whatever necessary to get to a certain conclusion rather than to follow the law. And if that conclusion includes keeping Donald Trump for the presidency, the courts seem to be willing to do whatever it takes. Praise God that we have a SCOTUS that may or may not see some sense in this, but we'll get to that in a minute. So before we get going on all this, and I'm going to tell you guys up front, this is going to be a deep dive, right? We're going to hit some of this stuff pretty hard, and it's going to put some of you to sleep. And I don't care. I'm fussy about this. And if we don't deal with the law here, we cannot deal with the law anywhere. So we're going to talk some law stuff. Uh, But before we do that, we have to start out with a a critical, critical situation. We need to address the uh, 600-pound gorilla in the room, and that is... uh, well, it's actually like a 100-pound gorilla, um, and that is the pronouns of producer Andrea today. Uh, we, without knowing her pronouns, we, can just, we just simply cannot do any more. So, uh, yeah, how, how are you feeling today, Andrea? Are you, are you feeling like a, uh, yeah, well, you could be a 600-pound gorilla if you chose to identify that way, but I, mm-hmm. as a wizened older man who has been around the block a few times, I am aware that addressing anyone that appears to be a uh, female as a 600-pound gorilla is a bad decision. So we're going to just ask you what you identify as rather than suggesting that you might identify as a 600-pound gorilla. Hmm. I keep wanting to look up all the correct pronouns because there's so many, but um, I feel like I'm an insurrectionist today. I'm really feisty like you. Oh, like, an insurrection. Like what can, yeah, how, what can we do about that? Can I have like a they, them, we insurrectionist party in my head today? Um, well, have you had an abortion? <laughs> well, do you identify I, as having had 14 to. abortions today? <laughs> so, yeah, we have she, her, hers, he, him, his, and they, them, theirs. Yeah. Maybe I just need to, I don't know. So are you able to just be they, them, theirs, like on your, like, application when you get hired somewhere like i know we can be zim z z self yeah i don't know i don't really i don't know this is beyond my uh my pay grade i i know that i have she her he him zizer 
I think I think that the, the, your pronouns have a lot to do with whether or not you've had an abortion. <laughs> um, if you haven't killed a baby, well, to, then, be a, to be a true diversity hire, I think you have to. So we we cover that every day. Yeah, well, I, that's why yeah. I keep asking because I want to make sure that we're meeting our DEI requirements. <laughs> I think I'm failing at meeting our DEI requirements. Oh, I don't know. You've been a bunch of different things. Some of them are great. Some of them are less so. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm. I don't know. If you I said you're an insurrectionist today. That. Uh, if you're if you're a mega insurrectionist, I don't know if we're making our, our DEI goals. You know, I mean, no, that's true. We're unless you are a, Colorado, a, though Colorado Supreme Court insurrectionist. Yeah, they they are. I would argue, but I mean, you know, unless you're, can you identify as an Antifa black mm. uh, male activist who's had six abortions? But that, that's probably the best. Recognizes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the the validity of mega. I mean, does that make you? I, I don't know. I, 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 some yeah. days it's just confusing to me. It's very confusing. It's a scary place we live in. Uh, yeah. Well, we're just gonna, we're just going. You know what? I think today, just for the sake of simplicity, we'll just call you the uh, insurrectionist. Perfect. Um, I don't know. I, I really. We're gonna have to check with someone. Um, do we have the chief diversity officer? We need one. We need a chief diversity officer. You, oh, you said it was going to be Holly, but oh yeah, I don't think she has time to. Yeah, well, I don't know. If she wants to play that game anyway. She's yeah. well, she's an elected official, so she's got to be a little more proper than you and I. This is true. No, I don't know if she would identify as a chief diversity officer on any given day. She wasn't excited about our graphic yesterday. Well, I mean, it, it did have someone, it did have a picture of the Capitol going up someone's rear end. I mean, in fairness, you know, in fairness, I, yeah. in fairness uh, you know, she, she is a respected elected official who does great things and, and is awesome. So, and we um, do need her in our lives probably because yeah. you, you and I would get in a whole lot of trouble without her. Yeah, she keeps us up. She does keep us a little bit grounded. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a challenge, and God bless Holly. I mean, you know, it's just, it takes some courage to to work with a person like me, uh, particularly if you're uh, you're an elected official. But yeah, but she stands on. She actually stands on principles rather than uh, than anything else. So uh, yeah, kudos to her. Uh, and and by the way, if you live in Missouri, vote Holly Jones at least eight times. Uh, yes. If like you register real- as a Democrat, or if yeah. you vote in uh, any of a couple of counties in uh, uh, in Missouri, you can just vote for her like seventy five times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a couple of counties uh, uh, you know that we know of that have had some pretty interesting election stuff going on in Missouri. And yeah, you know, if you live in any of those counties, just just tell everybody you're a Democrat. Then you can vote for her at least thirty five times, and it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know. And if even if you don't vote for her, your vote will get switched, so it won't matter. Uh, uh, hey, all it's right. a republic, republic, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, there goes Holly's gonna uh, gonna have to call me and scold me today. I don't know. Yes, she should. Well, anyways, well, this is why we love Holly. She keeps me out of trouble. But uh, <laughs> all right, so let's get to let's get to Colorado because I'm fussy about this whole thing. Um. And, and if we're going to talk about what's occurring in Colorado, we've got to start out with, with understanding what the law is, right? So this whole garbage, uh, and uh, I want to, 
hey, by the way, we're getting, I think we've got set up properly to get real-time comments. And I see uh, Cindy just commented that Michigan's horrible too, and it is. Michigan is horrific. Um, and I mean, there's no question about that. I mean, so drop your comments. Feel free to drop your comments on, on Twitter or Rumble. We're, we're trying to keep an eye on them. But yeah, we're trying to learn what we're doing here. I mean, we, you know, we're, we're we're, we're doing our best. We're getting there. Michigan is terrible. The corruption in Michigan is really phenomenal. But um, anyways, so if we want to understand what's going on, we have to start with what an insurrection is, right? And the foundation to what an insurrection is uh, or to this whole insurrection argument that, that's being made uh, is, is really stemming from Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, right? Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, I'm going to read this to you, right? Uh, No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office civil or military under the United States, under any state, who having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state, to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may vote by two-thirds of each House to remove such disability. Okay, so let's start there. And let me be a little bit uh, legal E. Okay, so legal E, what we have to look at is this, I want to start out with this first sentence. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president, dot, 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 right? Now, nothing in the 14th Amendment says anything about being president. It specifically notes elector of president or vice president, but excludes president. When we look at the language of the 14th Amendment, and this is lawyers, right? Lawyers, we look for loopholes. We look for, we look for understandings in the law. To me, it looks pretty clear that the office of president was not included in the 14th Amendment. It, in fact, it seems very specifically to have been excluded. And so the insurrection clause, to me, as I read it, excludes the office of president. Okay, so if, if you're guilty of what they want to call an insurrection... Uh, it doesn't appear that, that that would bar you from the presidency or vice presidency. It does, however, seem to bar you, from, I mean, very clearly, shall, shall be a senator or representative in Congress or an elector of president or vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States, under any... And now that this is the problem, right? Uh, because then it goes on to say any office civil or military under the United States or under any state, et cetera, et cetera. Now, one argument here is that, uh, you know, the presidency is any office. However, it's curious that they would specify in the language of the law, senator or representative in Congress, elector of president or vice president, but not include the president or vice president itself. To me... I would analyze this to say that this this doesn't apply to the president or vice president, okay? But, 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 uh, you, you could argue either way, 
Okay, so we look. For, so let's go on from here. That's the insurrection clause, and that's what the fuss is about, and that's why the Democrats are trying so hard to get make J six uh, an insurrection, and that's why Liz Cheney and the Republicans that are actually uh, Democrats but pretend to be Republicans are trying so hard because they got to keep Trump out of office. All right, so let's move on, right? Let's move on to eighteen U.S.C. twenty three eighty three. Now, that's the United States Code that, that uh, talks about insurrection. Right? This, I'm going to read this set to you entirely. Whoever incites, sets on foot, assists, or engages in any rebellion or insurrection against the authority of the United States or laws thereof, or gives aid or comfort thereto, shall be fined under the section blah, 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 right? And uh, shall be incapable of holding any office under the United States. So... Under 18.2383, it would prevent any insurrectionists from holding any office, right? So, so that's the next part of the insurrection uh, stuff, right? Now, uh, when we, we go a little further, because we have to understand what an insurrection is, and 10 U.S.C. 253, inter- interference with state and federal law, uh, the president, by using militia or armed forces or both, or by any other means, shall take such measures as he considers necessary to suppress in a state any insurrection, domestic violence, unlawful combination, or conspiracy of it, if it, dot, 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 and then go into the relevant section, opposes or obstructs the execution of the laws of the United States or impedes the course of justice under those laws. Now, that isn't uh, specifically about an insurrection, but it does mention it, and I think it provides some insight as to what what an insurrection is, right? Interference with the law, right? Now, the question is, is how far does that go? Because currently what the the interpretation of this law is that interference with the law can be as little as Trump saying, hey, this election was corrupt and we got to stand against corruption. I mean, this comes down to uh, a claim that J6 was perpetrated by Trump because he said that the that uh, the election was corrupt and we have to stand against it. Now, that's nonsense. J6 was actually perpetrated by the FBI with Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi's uh, involvement. I believe they both knew about it. And uh, the Capitol Police, I believe they knew about it. And I actually think Mike Pence was absolutely in on this as well. But, you know, these guys knew what was going on and they committed an insurrection against the sitting president, right? They facilitated a, a non-riot. Uh, I believe that you know fake protesters were brought in, and uh, I believe most of the, most of the damage was done by FBI informants or fake protesters. And you know there were just some people who got waved in by the Capitol Police that thought they were on a tour, and so they were uh, you know a part of this, right? So that's what I think was happening there. Well, let's continue on. So with all of this in mind, you know, we have, we have a number of cases against Donald Trump. And Donald Trump's been accused of this insurrection that was quite clearly, I mean, if we look at the tapes of J6, and mind you, all the J6 footage is not available. We don't have the footage on the pipe bomber. We don't have certain other footage. I mean, there's a bunch of things that are not available. Why? Why is all of the footage unavailable? Why is everything not public? We're talking about the most critical and important information uh, that, that could possibly be out there. I mean, this is crucial. This is absolutely crucial. So with that in mind, how in God's name is it 
that that we're not we're, we're not we the people are not able to see it. You know, how about the J6 committee? Why can't we see everything that they saw? Why can't we hear everything that they saw? Why can't we see all their records? Why is it that they're banning Trump from using that evidence in some of his cases? You know, the crooked judges are saying that these are, well, this is, you know, we can't put this all out there. It's a fishing expedition. That's corrupt. That's absolutely corrupt. And so we've got this situation where we're now essentially suggesting that because we have a guy who's asking for the laws to be followed and because he's suggesting that they weren't and that there's corruption, Donald Trump accused our federal government and our state government and a bunch of people of corruption. A sitting president said that there was corruption in an election. They want to call that an insurrection. What? Shouldn't we be taking it seriously? I mean, if the, if the, Former president of the United States is claiming there was an insurrection, uh, 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 you know, violations, corruption, and election. Calling him an insurrectionist is banana republic. What we ought to be doing is investigating everything that he said should have been, uh, should all the records, every record related to what happened on J6 in the election should be public knowledge. Those machines should have been investigated from beginning to end. You know, there were, they would say, well, then, you know, they'd make the security stuff. Right. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then just put new security in. I, what? We don't want to spend the money. We print money all the time. You can, you can put new security in there. This is absolutely ridiculous. Um, we have corruption on a massive scale. And instead of getting to this, what they're doing is they're dodging it. So this brings me to the courts. Right? This brings me to the courts and the issues with the courts and some of the things related to the courts. This is a crucial, crucial, crucial component to what's going on. And I want you guys to hear and to understand this. Right? So with regards to the courts, one of the things that's occurring is you've got to look at, uh, at the way these trials are being conducted, all of them, collectively. But we're going to, you know, we're going to stay on kind of... Uh, um, some of the Colorado stuff, but but we want to look at the trials. Okay, so before I get to that, uh, by the way, support us at tomrens.com. Uh, we're you know we're looking. I'm actually looking at submitting an amicus brief to the Supreme Court on this, uh, if we can do so in a relevant and productive way. Uh, I mean, obviously Trump's going to have to appeal this to the SCOTUS. And uh, this should be a very straightforward case. But uh, yeah, if, if I have my way, we'll submit an amicus on this and we'll do some other things. We're fighting real hard on everything we can fight on, folks. I mean, I'm just one guy, so i got X number of hours. But that's why we need your support. If we have enough funding, I'll bring in other lawyers and I'll have them fighting for it, too. I just got to be able to pay them. So go to TomRens.com. We need 100,000 people to give us 20 bucks a month. That's one Starbucks a week. If less than one half of 1% of the American population gives up a Starbucks a week to support our freedom fight, well, we can do a lot of stuff. 20 bucks a month, if you could, or whatever you can give, please support us, support our fight, help us to fight for against the corruption and for freedom. Do whatever you can. TomRens.com, give, send, go, slash Rens Law. Uh, get our books. You can find the 404 series, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, everywhere else. Uh, support the Tom Renz Show on the America Out Loud Network as well. You know, we're on the radio with America Out Loud. Uh, we're, we're all over the place. We're on Rumble. We're on uh, X. We're on everything. Please help us to get the word out. And right now, if you're watching, please share. Hit share. 
you know, put out a message, tell your friends, hey, turn this on. We're talking about the presidency here. We're talking about the stolen election. We're talking about the corruption. It's a huge deal. So please help us with that and uh, and stick around. Got to keep fighting. Got to keep fighting. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high-stress, on-the-go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart-healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides, with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Uh, Let's go back to the courts, right? Let's go back to the courts. Uh, The courts in the United States have, have done everything they can to avoid dealing with the facts of this case. Well, let me ask you a question. Is that legal? Is that legal, right? Uh, so the, the key, one of the key responsibilities of the court system in the United States is uh, to, to, get, to try the fact. It's a trier of fact, right? Now, in the United States, uh, the trier of facts it may be the judge, it may be the jury. It just depends on the case, and there's a lot of things there. But, the, you know, there's two key components to going to court. One is, is to determine the facts. The other 
is to determine how the law applies to the facts. Um, and by the way, we got uh, I got some comments coming in, and I'm very grateful for y'all. Just uh, go on Twitter or Rumble and click share, uh, click share, re- repost, quote, whatever, and uh, share it that way. Uh, and I appreciate you guys. But the court system in the United States is really broken into two parts. Uh, their job is two parts. One is to get to true facts, and the other is to apply the law to those facts, right? This is a foundational thing. And let me, you know, uh, let me let me share this with you. The federal rules of evidence, okay, so that's, the federal rules of evidence are the rules, uh, the, the laws, I guess, for, for lack of a better explanation, that determine what, uh, how evidence can be used. Evidence is all about facts. The rules of evidence determine how we determine what's fair and relevant to a case. Uh, rule 102 of the Federal Rules of Evidence uh, is titled Purpose, right? What is the purpose of the rules of evidence? I'm going to read this to you specifically. Um, these rules should be construed so as to administer every proceeding fairly, eliminate unjustifiable expense and delay, and promote the development of evidence law to the end of ascertaining the truth and securing a just determination. Okay, the purpose of the rules of law, it's very well stated there. I actually really like uh, this this, uh, rule 102 because I think it does it well, right? So I'm going to see, I'm hoping that this, I'm the first time I'm trying this, I posted, I'm uh, attempting to uh, to see if we can share this in some way, shape, or form. But um, Rule 102 is basically uh, the, the reason for, for all the law related to evidentiary submissions, right? It's the, it's the rule, it's the... Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's everything, right? So we we have to understand that the foundation of the fact-finding mission of the courts is to ascertain the truth and secure a just determination. That's foundational, okay? That's the purpose of evidence. With that in mind, there are dozens and dozens of rules of evidence that have a lot of impact. Uh, we, want, we want to make sure that evidence is relevant. We got to make sure that it's... Uh, generally something that we can count on. I mean, we don't want it to be, it can be inadmissible if it's hearsay or, you know, any of a number of things. Um, but the purpose, again, is to ensure that things are, are fair and just. The court's role is to get to justice. Now, once evidence is submitted, uh, the trial court is the finder of facts, and the trial court is generally viewed as you know, being the deference is given to the trial court. So, uh, once the trial court makes a determination about evidence, it's hard to challenge it in an appeal. Okay, the the reason for that is, is that the trial court generally is viewed as having heard all the witnesses and seen them, and so there's a lot of deference given there, and that makes sense, right? Here's the problem with regards to Trump. In regards to the uh, the insurrection stuff, 
you need to understand that the rules of, the rules of evidence allow for the submission of certain official records and official documents. One of those official records documents, or one of the, one of the things that was submitted, and one of the things that's been relied on heavily, are findings from the J six committee, right? The J6 committee is an official document, it's official evidence, and so their findings are given a certain amount of deference by the courts. Here's the problem. The J6 committee was corrupt. It was one of the most corrupt things in history. It was put together by Nancy Pelosi explicitly to cover up what was occurring on J6. We can see that now because the video shows that a lot of what they found to be absolutely lies. However, however, in a lot of these cases against Trump, what's occurring is there's a lot of sites and a lot of uh, focus on findings of the J6 committee. Because of the way the rules of evidence are structured, because of the way the courts are looking at this, the courts are saying, well, with deference to the J6 committee, that's their findings, right? And and that's not something uh, that that's typically challenged, but it needs to be, right? And in light of the fact that the entire purpose of the federal rules of evidence is to ensure that there's a fair truth and and uh, a just determination as the resolution of a case, when J6 is considered political and when the J6 committee appears politicized, all evidence becomes relevant, in my opinion. Now, Donald Trump has been denied over and over again access to full J6 committee uh, records. He's been uh, denied access to a number, a number of different things related to J6. And this is a real issue because he is rightly charged that J6 and the whole thing was, was, was fake and that those records would indicate that the J6 committee's findings and other such things were politicized. They were. But unless he has access to all of the records and all the things that they did, how does he challenge it? So what's occurring here is the courts are dodging the truth. The rules of the law, rules of evidence, rules of procedure are being implemented by very clever lawyers in a way to avoid actually allowing the truth to come out. The truth of the matter is real simple. Donald Trump got screwed. 2020 was stolen. And then it, there was a huge cover-up by a crooked J6 committee and a crooked uh, FBI and a crooked Capitol Police and a bunch of crooked politicians that include Republicans, in my opinion. Mitch McConnell and, the, and Liz Cheney and a bunch of Republicans were absolutely in on this. Do not tell me that, the, that anyone on that J6 committee on the, on the Republican side was, was anything but corrupt. So, of course, the findings are corrupt. Of course, there's corruption. And uh, you know, producer Andrea has a good question here. What mechanism is in place uh, to fight election fraud and insurrection? What, what, what do we do about this, right? I mean, am I, I'm paraphrasing here. Do you, uh, do you, am I saying that right, Andrea? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, you're breaking down, you know, what this amendment says and the, and the legal part. And I just keep getting stuck on the law. What, what mechanisms did our founding fathers put in place so that if the elections are fraud and we find that there's fraud going on, what, what do we do to fight it legally? Well, right now so- we have cor- corruption in our courts. So again, if, if you can't raise your hand and say, 
we don't like what's going on here. You need to prove to us that our elections are above board and everything's legal and, and they can't and they won't. Then what do we, the people do? Yes. Yes. And yeah, I mean, so I'm looking at the comments. We're the United, uh, United Soros of America. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. What do you do? Right. And that's the issue here. That's what we're seeing is we're seeing a, a situation now where essentially the check and balance the judiciary was supposed to be the check and balance, but the judiciary is thrown in with the corruption. You know, the legislative branch is supposed to be a check, but it's corrupt. So what do you do when all three branches are corrupt? Exactly. And this is one of the problems. And this is what I think is so important. This is going to go to the Supreme Court of the United States. And uh, Kim just said, justice is for the rich, unfortunately. You're right, Kim. This is one of the issues that we're facing. But it's not, it used to just be for the rich. Now it's just for the politically connected, right? Mm-hmm. You can be, Trump's rich. He's not getting justice. Now it's about your political connections because it's not just money. It's this kind of global push to destroy America. This is foundational and critical. It's crucial that we understand all this, right? What's occurring now is that the courts have just decided that they don't care. They didn't want to deal with 2020 insurrections, or I'm sorry, election fraud. Mm -hmm. And now... Because they didn't do the right thing, because Roberts refused to hear the Texas case, which should have been heard, we now have this continual nonsense that we've had for several years, and it's coming back to the Supreme Court. And I'm going to tell you right now that we, the people, need to be paying attention because if the United States Supreme Court allows this Colorado to ruling, ruling to stand, then they are essentially stamping their approval on election fraud and on the politicization of our justice system. This is a real big deal. Right now, you've got to understand this ruling and what's going to happen when the Supreme Court looks at this is something that if they don't go the right way on this, they are essentially endorsing the demise of the United States. We are at that point of banana republic where a corrupt J6 committee or someone similar can create corrupt charges that are based on no truth, based on false evidence, and because they come, that evidence is presented in an official proceeding, uh, they will act as a basis for the judiciary to turn its eye to the truth or to justice. The judiciary has an obligation under the law to get to the facts, the true facts, even when they're inconvenient, even when they're a difficult thing, even when they have to say this is not right. But they, they need to get off of their asses and quit being fucking cowards. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry to swear, but I'm losing my mind on this. This is absurd. Those justices in the Supreme Court of, the, of Colorado need to be disbarred. And I'm going to tell you, if you live in Colorado, you need to figure out what you can do about this. You people in Colorado got to do something with your, with your state. Now, I know there's corruption. I've heard all of what's going on. I've been to Colorado a bunch of times, which, by the way, Colorado's a tragedy. It's one of the most beautiful states in the union. Some of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. I, I think the state is gorgeous. The people are amazing until you get to Denver. Uh, and uh, by the way, what's going on with Denver airport? I don't want to digress, oh, but why the no, hell Denver. do you have a possessed, a possessed horse in front of your airport? Everything about Denver airport is scary. Uh, it's, it's, it's something. Um, but anyways, so. But it's not just our side who's questioned the elections in 2016, the Democrats did 
their whole song and dance and tap dance about it too. So yeah. what I've always said is that the election fraud, Bush. yeah, the election fraud issue has been around for a long, long time. Even in Abraham Lincoln's days, they talked about ballot harvesting and stealing votes from people. So we, the people have been saying for a long time that our vote needs to count. If we're a true Republic, we need to know that our votes are counting. There has to be a way for us to get to the bottom of it, but there has to be a discussion where we can actually question it and ask it. I mean, in my state, we have the Beatles bills with Robert Beatles fighting the election fraud here, right? God bless him. But they call them the Beatles bills where they're putting in, here's the thing is what's defined as law and who pushed it as law. And is it constitutional law? Because they're trying to push laws that say, if you question election um, employees, like election yeah. registrar voter employees and, yeah. and, and, and their work basically, then you can be arrested for it. Yeah. Just the questioning of our elections in my state has now been deemed illegal. Yeah. And this is something that we've got to address. And I think that this is the same issue we're having with this Trump ruling. You know, they, they're, they're claiming that the First Amendment doesn't protect him. Well, listen, the 14th Amendment's application here is specious at best. Uh, the First Amendment's quite clear about the importance of political speech and discourse. The idea that th this whole ruling is garbage from the beginning yeah. ground on up, from the trial court on up. Now, the trial court received a lot of praise for uh, for saying that you know this shouldn't apply to the president, but I'm going to be honest with you, that was garbage. That ruling was absolute garbage at the trial level. At the trial level, they stated that uh, you know that that the First Amendment isn't an issue, and that Trump did commit an insurrection. That was not a good ruling. It was a terrible ruling, and I, you know, I'm still working through all of the aspects of of this, and. Uh, I'm, I'm looking through the case and deciding what applies here. But one of the things that we've got to understand is I sincerely hope that that aspect, and I'm going to go through the case record on this to make sure, but I hope that that was appealed and is kept alive in the appellate process because it's a crucial thing. Uh, Trump does not commit an insurrection. He, he was absolutely not a part, a part of this. The, the findings of facts should have been challenged everywhere in this case. And if they weren't, a shame on his lawyers. I haven't looked at what's going on here. But, you know, this has to, you have to fight this from every angle, everywhere you can fight it. This corruption, to, to do this fight properly, to properly fight what's occurring, you have to hit this from every angle. What they're doing to Trump is unacceptable. Yeah. It is corrupt on a level that is hard to fathom. If, if Trump's an insurrectionist, then our founding fathers were. I mean, that's what I keep going Absolutely. back to. I mean, to, to be able to, we actually did an episode on a, a production I did where we just kind of hit the streets and ask people questions. And we would ask Americans to define insurrection. Yeah. And they, they, they can't. I mean, right? Like, they don't even know how to define it. So we're walking this line of like, how do you right the wrongs in your government and kind of rebel against tyranny? And then they throw it back in our face and call us insurrectionists. And so it's the cycle of just, you know, gaslighting and, uh, you know, the, the agenda, the Soros agenda, like, yeah. like our comment said, um, it's scary to think of how easily they are able to manipulate it. And again, the insurrection on J six, there was an insurrection. It was done by the FBI and our government. It was not yeah. done by Trump. Well, here's the problem, right? So what these guys are doing is, is contradictory under the law. So you have uh, any rebellion or insurrection against the authority of the United States or the laws thereof, right? So they're taking a very, very broad 
and sweeping uh, uh, definition here, right? So they're saying anything that you do where you're, you're rebelling against the laws of the United States makes you an insurrectionist, right? That is a very, very broad interpretation of, of you know, what, what uh, an insurrection is and, and the 14th Amendment understanding. Now, compare that, and we've got on the, fir- the First Amendment, right? So the First Amendment, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, freedom of press, the right of the people to peaceably assemble, and to petition the government for a redress of grievances, right? Understand something. If the, the definition of insurrection as laid out in, uh, in, in the law, in uh, the, you know, the uh, section, section uh, 18 U.S.C. 2383. If it's to be read where, uh, you know, any, any insurrection against the authority of the United States or laws thereof, if it's to be read broadly, then it's unconstitutional under the, for, under the First Amendment, right? It cannot a rebellion or insurrection cannot, under the First Amendment, include anything related to political speech, right? You can say whatever you want. I can say our government sucks. I can say the FBI is corrupt. I can say we need to overthrow the current administration. I can say that these guys are anti-American. I can say that we need to topple this this government and remove Biden from office peaceably and you know pr- uh, properly. Saying that is political speech. It's protected under the First Amendment. And you can't claim that that's part of an insurrection or rebellion. Talking about it is specifically uh, removed from that that discussion because if Congress meant to include the language, well, then then 18 U.S.C. 2383 would be barred by the First Amendment. And when you interpret the law, you've got to understand that uh, the courts have to interpret the law to to work with the Constitution. The Constitution's the boss, right? The amendments in the Constitution, that's all part of the Constitution. That's the boss. So anything written legislatively that would limit free speech, political speech, is invalid. So this doesn't really apply. The whole thing has been misapplied. This whole thing is a misapplication of the law, and it's a huge, huge deal. And, you know, someone just commented, the left doesn't care about the Constitution. They want the system to collapse. That's their goal. You're dead right, David. Dead right. That is their goal. Uh, But we, the people, can't allow it. Now, what we need to do is look and ask and watch. Are the courts going to do what they're specifically designed to do under the Constitution or not? And if they don't, we, the people, need to start asking ourselves what we're going to do about it. Right. Because we're at a point now where obviously the legislative branch is corrupt. Obviously, the executive branch is corrupt. If the judicial branch isn't going to act as a backstop and if they're going to sell out, too, like they Mm -hmm. did in Colorado. Well, where does that leave us now? And let me go so far as to say, ask this question. If we take this mind blowingly broad interpretation of an insurrection, you know, not in just anything that is uh, anything that is uh, 
against the authority of the United States or the laws thereof. Let me ask you a couple of questions. The laws of the United States require that the courts provide facts, they investigate the facts, and that those facts be applied fairly and justly. Did the court system in, in Colorado commit an insurrection? I mean, if you want to go broad on it, yeah, I don't think that an insurrection would apply to the courts. I don't think it would apply to the president. But if you're going to say it applies to the president, it certainly ought to apply to the courts. Yeah. Well, and that's so the definition says, insurrection. yeah, it says shall have engaged in insurrection. So in my head, the whole time you've been speaking, I've said, who committed the insurrection? Who's well, engaging in the insurrection? Who's committing this? And, <laughs> and if them. in fact, if in fact, it turns out that the J6 committee lied about anything, mm-hmm. which we already know that they have because we have a record, mm-hmm. did they commit an insurrection? Who, which members of Congress were involved within this insurrection? Yeah, we want a broad interpretation of an insurrection, yeah. an interpretation yeah. that's so broad that Donald Trump for simply talking about election fraud is going to be called an insurrectionist. At that point, we now have records that show the J6 committee lied. We have records that show that Donald Trump uh, was, was correct on certain assertions. Did the J6 committee commit an insurrection? Did, did Nancy Pelosi, did Mitch McConnell, did uh, Mike Pence, did they commit an insurrection? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you. I think it's a fair question. Everybody wants to say that Donald Trump committed an insurrection. These crooks and the politicians all want to say Donald Trump committed an insurrection. Well, by their definition, they committed it. The corruption in Congress alone, I mean, uh, selling out America, not being America first on its on its own, and then then calling we the people out when we stand up and say, you're breaking the law. They're throwing it back on us, saying it's insurrection. Me telling you that you're breaking the law is not an insurrection. Well, let me ask you this. Let me take this a step further. Under 18 U.S.C. 2383, engages in any rebellion or insurrection against the authority of the United States or laws thereof. They're claiming a sitting president did this. Okay, so they want to claim that. How about Mayorkas and Biden on the southern border? They are intentionally ignoring the law. How is that not an insurrection? How is that not an insurrection? That's worse than anything Trump did. They're allowing military-aged men and terrorists across our border. How is that not an insurrection? But Donald Trump talking about election fraud is. There has been an insurrection in this, in this country. Absolutely. It's an insurrection that was carried out by the FBI, the Capitol Police, and our elected officials in Congress. It was carried out by them against a sitting president. They knew what was going on. I would argue some of this may actually rise to the level of treason. And I think that we really need to ask ourselves what we the people are willing to tolerate here. All right, folks, go to TomRens.com. Help us to, to, to fund this. Help us to support this. We're fighting as hard as we can. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back soon. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. 
For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. And welcome to the short stack sponsored by Frankie. Frankie had such an amazing response yesterday when we mentioned her as being the sponsor of the short stack that we brought her on. So we have uh, the inspiration and sponsor of the short stack because we have a short stack again today, uh, Frankie Rodriguez, who is our friend. And even though Frankie is literally this big in real life, we've given her and producer Andrea a bigger box for anybody watching. So you can see them better. So if you're if you're watching, you know you can actually see. Uh, there's Frankie and there's producer Andrea. So uh, our our short stack sponsor Frankie, uh, our diversity hire producer Andrea, and uh, we're golden. I mean, look at this. This is as good as it gets. Now Frank, Frankie did say she might want to apply for the the diversity hire. What is what are we calling that position? The the, the DEI. Yeah, the chief diversity officer. Yeah, well, I mean, it's something we could consider. I mean, I don't know if you're diverse enough. Do you have pronouns today, Frankie? Um, you know, so today I'm, I'm, I'm thinking since I'm standing on the table so you can see me on the camera. Yeah. Um, that's, that's probably true. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go with a, a lesbian trans paperweight today. <laughs> and yeah. I, th- I think with, with, a, with a side dish of insurrection. And, yes. Yeah. And abortions. Have you had abortions today? That's, that's a given. That's a given. Okay. If you've had abortions, that's okay. The only problem I have is, you know, as a paperweight, I don't know how that's going to work. Literally, you've got to understand, folks, I think we got a picture that you can find on Facebook or something. When, when Frankie stands next to me, I think she can jump up to reach my belt. Um, <laughs> if I'm it, lucky. She is just a tiny, tiny little person. But so a, uh, a powerhouse, person. right? A, po- yeah. a powerful, <laughs> tiny person. And uh, does an incredible job helping us with so many things. It's all part of the, the crazy Rens team. You can judge all of them, right? Um, so I had a couple of things I was going to hit on the short stack. But actually, prior to coming on, we were having a critical conversation. And Frankie, <laughs> you, you have to understand, she's providing us wisdom and knowledge. And of course, here at, at, at the Rens world, we want to educate people. We want to provide wisdom and knowledge and uh, really to expand our understanding of the diverse world that we live in. Thus, the DEI program, it's, it's crucial, right? I mean, we want to be, we want to embrace diversity. To that extent, Frankie brought a just some critical information to my attention, stuff I was not aware of, stuff that we actually asked about yesterday. Yeah. Um, yesterday, the word bear. Ugh was uh was thrown out there and and i kept asking what the hell's a bear 
right? Because uh, they're talking about the gay porn that the the Democrat filmed in the Senate, mm-hmm. and uh, they were talking about the gay the gay porn guy's bear. And I said, "What the hell is a bear?" Um, yeah, I, said, I thought that was something that you wrestled if you got really drunk and lived in Idaho. Um, but apparently, there's there's another meeting, and Frankie, being the wise uh, street wise young lady that she is, uh, was there. So, so Frankie, please fill us in on, on what a bear actually is. Absolutely. You know, I, I know that I, I consistently talk about being educated and I think it's very important for you to understand the enemy and the mindset yeah. of the enemy. So it's important for us to understand this terminology because words, words have meaning. Words have they certainly do. They certainly do. So, and I like bears, by the way. So I don't want to give a bad name to bears. They're cute, <laughs> like furry bears, outside bears. Like, you know. and this is and this is separate from furries, right? Because that's a whole different category. Right, right. We have bears. We have bears, and and there's 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 a multitude of different labels as well. If we if we want to go down that route, but a bear is essentially it's a a gay individual, uh, an LGBTQ plus ABCD elemental P individual. (laughs) I think you've covered some of the letters. Some of the letters, just a few. And uh, essentially imagine a lumberjack, obviously not a handsome one, he's probably trans, but imagine a lumberjack with a full beard, you know, fully jacked, usually older, and that's your bear. That's your traditional bear in the gay community. So if I was was gay and identified as a grizzly, I could be a bear. Oh, oh, you would absolutely be a bear. You could. You're on the border. If he didn't shave his face, he didn't shave today. He's getting a little. If you don't shave for a few more days, you would Mm -hmm. be on the side of bear. But if you if you do shave, I think you'd be more on the silver fox. Okay. Okay. So well, and we're going to have to go to silver fox because I don't know what that is either. But I mean, um, the the problem being though that I don't identify as gay. Um, you know, it's, uh, I mean, that's kind of an issue. Although maybe but, if I, mean, I identify as a woman, I could identify could as gay. Technically, identify as a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I maybe if I identify as a chick, I could be. Can you oh, be absolutely. a girl bear? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't see why not. I mean, I, technically, you know, I'm going. I'm going to actually change my pronouns today. I'm going to go with a cub since I'm. Since <laughs> well, you're cub sized for bit. sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm cub sized. I'm cub sized. Cub sized. So, so, so we can we can be a bear, right? Right. We, yeah. But it's just it's it's a cub sized bear. But I could be a bear if I was a girl that identified, or if I identified as a girl, and maybe I was a uh, you know a lesbian bear. Um, See, yeah. this is what I was bringing up yesterday on the show because someone someone did comment and say it's just like a big hairy guy, and I said okay, but this is in the gay realm, like, and that's what Frankie you know, told me because like she said, she had some experience in the fashion industry and like Broadway type (laughs) stuff. So she was around some of this culture, but I I was pretty sure it had to be a homosexual. And then there was like some characteristics and I knew that it was like big hairy guy, but Mm -hmm. it goes further than that. And then she just told us that there's a lot of other ones. And what's interesting to me is that in the report that Elijah Schaefer was reading from and that Gateway Pundit put out and all these other places, because that graphic I made yesterday, I actually pulled most of the good parts of that graphic off of other people's. Oh, yeah. It was like on five major news <laughs> Five major news channels had that graphic oh, up. So that wasn't just us. Point. Yeah. But they used the term bear in the article. They also yeah. used the word, they said Twinkie and bear, which so I thought gonna- was. And you talked about tweaking, and, and it's and we're so disturbing. Stop. And I this is the world right we live now. in. Because I want to tell everybody, okay, so 
you know, uh, for those of you listening on the America Out Loud Network, uh, we're coming to the end of our show. Uh, if you want to see, because we're, we're going to keep recording and we're going to do a, a special extended segment here. I've made an executive decision for Rumble that that mm-hmm. uh, you know. So if you want to see that, you know, check out. We will we'll have it posted eventually on Substack. It'll be on Rumble. Uh, you know, just tune into our, our Rumble channel wherever you can check out and see the rest of this uh, because we need to explore Twinkies and silver no, silver stacks or to. silver somethings or so something scared. something somethings. We need You're to understand this. So <laughs> so follow us and then also go to timerens.com. Uh, make sure you're, you're supporting us. We need 20 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, game changer in the lawfare. I mean, frankly, Andrea and Frankie both need a raise, uh, you know, but they, yeah, they have to tolerate me every day, please, for God's sake, folks. Um, you know, so they deserve this. Um, please support us, timeruns.com, share the America Out Loud network, and thank you for listening. Okay. So, uh, we we have uh, we, dropped we are our now into loud. the special. <laughs> yeah, now we're in the special segment, extended. Yes. Well, extended short stack. The, the short stack grew. Oh my uh, goodness! Yeah. Can Frankie still be the sponsor did. if the short stack grows? No, I don't think so. Do we have to like. I'll be the sponsor now. We need like Seth Cashel, who's like eight feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the cash flow, it's the, t- it's the tall stack. I think, the tall stack. I think if it's the extended stack, it should be somebody taller than me. Well, we're going, you know what? We're still, we're still going with you as the sponsor of the short stack the segment. Extended, extended. I'll, I'll expand. I'll be the sponsor of the extended segment. You can be the, the short stack. Perfect. We'll Perfect. stick with it. So, but, but this is critical, right? And I think people need to hear, I'd want to hear this if I were watching. I what, Okay. So, so we've established that I could be, a lesbian bear if I was a big hairy guy that identified as a girl that actually liked girls, but was actually a guy, right? So, I mean, this this makes total sense and is completely logical, um, which is why I think I must be a lesbian. I, I, I think you are. I think it's the easiest the easiest way to classify yourself. Producer and, Andrew, and still do, be, do you think still be, still be inclusive of the community? Yeah. Absolutely. Producer Andrea, am I better off uh, identifying as a lesbian? I mean, is this is this proper under our DAI initiatives? I need my I need the diversity opinion here. Well, yeah, for DEI, yeah. I mean, how else are we going to get the government to fund us? I need funding. We, we all need to have proper pronouns. <laughs> yeah. Thank you all for listening. Support us at timerens.com. and uh, we'll do another one of these soon. 